Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Yesterday, we were talking about uh, vacations and approving vacations, pretty much everything to do with the simplest way to make sure that vacations don't hurt the organization and keep you your time available to deal with bigger issues. But now we're going to talk a little bit more about this process. So I talked about the three questions that are critical for me that to ask when people are requesting vacation. But today we're going to get a little bit more into the why that's so important as an organization. So first off, I touched on this yesterday, but vacations are requested. They are not granted. They're not owned. The dates that are ha- they're happening are up to management. They're not up to the employees. If management determines that the vacations are not acceptable, the dates you have to move them. You can't you can't take away people's vacation, but you can determine when it happens. So that's the first one. If you want to learn to lighten your load as you're working away through your job, you have to take responsibility and ownership of the things that you're in charge of. Vacations is definitely one of them. So where does this lead us to as we consider making sure all your staff are taking their time off? And uh, I talked about how some staff will plan. What they do is they'll plan out everything, but then they don't show up for the delivery. If you want programs to succeed or any operation to succeed, you need people that are willing to be there when all the work that was done shows up. When they're unwilling to show up when their work is shown off, then you got some concerns there. That's an early warning sign for you that something is wrong. If people aren't willing to show up for what they plan for, that's pretty bad. But the other piece is what happens when organizations or staff want to want to bank time up and take that time off in big blocks. This is something that I experienced when I started at a university. I had staff that would be like, "Oh, we're in peak season, so we're going to work our our hours way up, like way up. I'm talking an extra 10 to 20 hours a week consistently. Then we're just going to disappear for a month. The first cycle I saw this happen, I thought it was okay because it had been done for about 10 or 15 years. But there was one stat that was troubling me when I was looking at the areas where the program coordinators or the people responsible for the work weren't uh, there for a month. The troubling stat was those were the programs that weren't growing, and those were the programs where the staff were constantly stressed out. Those were the programs that didn't see progressive improvements, and those are the programs where that stress was relayed into the rest of the organizations. That was so consistent that I started to look at the, the stats for each of those areas, and they didn't grow. They just didn't grow. You kind of wondered, well... Why is it not growing? I don't understand. We're just talking about hours, aren't we? Well, there's tons of research out there that said that we should not be working too many hours. The problem is this started with the assembly lines where you get paid for direct productivity. 
This was before we had cell phones sitting in our pocket that could call out for us for work at any moment. This was before we had creative productivity, which nowadays when you get all the other productivity figured out, creativity is the number one thing that we need to move organizations forward and make that impact. But why would somebody working more hours and then taking a whole month off, you'd think, oh, that month off is a great thing for everybody to have. But why doesn't that work? Well, what I started to see was that I needed to make sure that my staff were working regularly. It's not about hours. Anyone who thinks it's about hours just look back at some of the best things that you've done and ask yourself, is it from a major, a really good idea or a great decision, and you had the courage to make it, so you were rested, you had a clear head, you saw the opportunity, and you jumped on it, or is it from grinding away, sweating at your desk, typing until your fingers bleed? That Tell me which one has added the most value in your life. If you talk to a lot of people, it's usually just one or two or maybe three big decisions you've made. I made a commitment in my life to stay uncomfortable, to take that action and just keep moving forward. And it's led to some really hard decisions. But every single one of those decisions has led to a better life for me. I wouldn't have had that if I was just grinding away, trying to work as many hours as I possibly could, because I knew more hours I work, the better the outcome. Yes, that is true. Before cell phones, when you worked in an assembly line, when you worked in a in a factory and you were trying to put lug nuts on a wheel, that's a super important job. But that's not what many of our work requires. Our work requires creativity, problem solving, and those things you can't do if you're under high stress. It's called an amygdala hijack. When you're under high stress, your creative functions in your brain, the prefrontal cortex, that whole area, stops working as well. It sometimes doesn't work. So when you're under stress, you can't be creative. Can you be creative if you think your job is from nine till five, no matter what, and you won't answer the phone after you leave like you're working an assembly line? I don't think so. I genuinely don't think that works. Some of my best ideas are not while I'm working. Why is that? Because my brain's free to be creative. So think about this as you're managing your staff. Stop thinking about hours. Think the hours was before the cell phone, before people could work anywhere and are demanded to work almost anywhere. So as you're thinking about your vacation and you're thinking about people banking up time, there's a few considerations that I wanted to leave with you. First, try to only allow your staff to use vacation for extended breaks, not bank time. If they use vacation for their extended breaks, make sure you protect that time. They have a backup. We talked about them having a cover. They don't have any major deadlines. They don't have any delivery of anything that they've created before then. So they can enjoy their time. That is your job to make sure that they're protected during their vacation, as well as your job to make sure you're protected during your vacation. So once you figure that out, what is the next pieces that you have to put in place? Well, if people are able to bank up time, which um, when I ran the outdoor center, it was the summer 
and the winter seasons where staff would work a ton of time, which is okay. Or if you're running a summer camp in another role, summer camps are busy. You work a ton of hours during summer camp. But if you're going to let those people take that time off, if their season is very intense and then is turned off, like summer camps end at the end of the season, they're over. You can give people some, use, let them use some of that bank time to take a block off because they've earned it. But if an organization's running and there's kind of an, it's a constant drip all the way through the year, you can't let people take extended breaks on time that they've banked up. Here's why. Number one is it pushes people to, to work more hours and stop thinking about results. They start thinking about hours, not results. That, that era is gone in most jobs. That's the industrial revolution still pounding its way into our heads, thinking the more hours you work, the better the outcome. Just think of one good idea again, and you'll realize that all it takes is one really good idea to solve a bunch of problems, and that's worth more than working more and more hours trying to keep up to those problems. So that's one thing. The next thing is you have to make sure that your uh, staff are keeping their hours down. You should not be supporting people working more than maybe 44 hours a week. They shouldn't be working more than that. If they're consistently working more of that, and then they're taking a month off to recover, they come back and they're back under the they're they're back under the gun, taking a significant amount of pressure. They'll stack up those hours again, and then they're off again, burnt out. And often people, the big sign you'll see is people will say they're sick while they're on vacation. That's a terrible sign as a leader. You want your people to be free. You want them to use their skills and you want to make your job easier. So you really want to make sure that their time away and how they're working, you're under control of their hours. It's your responsibility. It's not theirs. It's theirs on how they use their days. And, you know, your job is to make sure that they're taking their time off. They're healthy. They're energized. They love their job. And, and you're making sure that they're doing their job. Honestly, I don't care about hours. I've had some people who are absolutely incredible at their job. I was pretty sure they were working less hours than other people. But every hour they worked, they solved critical problems and made their jobs easier, which meant they made the job easier for everybody else. So stop thinking about your vacation times, your time offs, your bank times, with the influence of the industrial revolution. Stop it. It just doesn't work nowadays. You want creative, problem-solving people that you're taking great care of and they'll take great care of you. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com. 